This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are all used to seeing Hollywood stars use their celebrity to advance their ideas on politics. That phenomenon reached a high watermark at the Golden Globes last night with numerous celebs taking aim at Donald Trump. Hugh Laurie actually seemed to suggest that these Tinseltown luminaries were somehow going to become a beleaguered minority. But perhaps the most notable example was Meryl Streep, who won a Lifetime Achievement Award. She derided Trump for mocking a disabled journalist. That, of course, was a very well-documented incident. We've all seen the video. I certainly have. And Donald Trump actually denied that he did that today. Uh, Of course, he did that in a tweet where he called Meryl Streep one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood. What do you think of all this? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Michael Diamond, president of Upstream Strategy Group. Michael, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, what did you make of it last night? You know, I guess we are used to seeing this, as you said. It's almost every award show, especially when there's a Republican administration or a Republican Congress or a Republican governor or state house doing something that the celebrity class doesn't like. So we are quite used to seeing this. But as with everything, it's going to be trumped up with this incoming administration. So not not no a pun intended, right? <laughs> <laughs> not, not a huge surprise to to see that happen. What I guess is strange is. I once walked out of a concert, a Bruce Springsteen concert, when he called George W. Bush, a man who I have tremendous respect for, a monkey. But we would never, ever, ever see uh, George W. Bush take the bait in the same way as Donald Trump. So that's going to be the great departure for the next little bit, is watching the reaction from uh, the president-elect, who in a few short days will be president. Okay, well, it's 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 kind of uh, almost like, well, it's it's reality TV versus the movie biz. I don't know. You know, he, he's a man who's been at home in Hollywood, and it's quite funny because the indignation from him and Kellyanne Conway this morning about how terrible this was. This is a man who complained about never winning an award, but could you imagine if he actually did want to win an Emmy for The Apprentice like he thought he was entitled to? The speech he would have given about Barack Obama, I'm sure he would have asked for his birth certificate, uh, called him a Muslim, said all sorts of terrible and nasty stuff, which would have been his right, although it's as unpleasant to watch as uh, against the Democrat as is against the Republican. So everyone, I think, needs to take a deep breath here. Celebrities should not give him uh, the fuel for the uh, Twitter storms he likes to create. But the president-elect has to start acting presidential. Well, well, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, but some of it, I mean, on the one hand, I I was amazed that that he had the temerity to deny that he mocked that disabled reporter when we have all seen the video. But then, you know, you look at something like Hugh Laurie with his quip about Hollywood foreign and press, you know, as if as if these like the most privileged people on earth very possibly are somehow uh, going to be 
discriminated against or suffer. I've, I just found that a little bit much, too. Oh, exactly. And, and this is a group of people who live in a very insular bubble. They're still wondering how Donald Trump was elected because they've never, they've never been to these small towns in Pennsylvania and Michigan that are hurting where people for the first time went out to vote for a Republican. So to them, this is all very confusing. But instead of asking why it happened, they're going to just continue to, uh, to have their uh, to, to ghettoize themselves in uh, the lap of luxury. Uh, uh, before we go uh, to our listeners who are, are waiting to have their say, and we will do that that in just a moment. Uh, Do you think, I mean, the celebs were really big under Obama. Do you think that uh, we'll see a big drop in their power in this administration, or will there just end up being, you know, a a different group of celebs who... It will be different because you know the, the Clintons had their friends of friends of Bill as they called them, so Barbara Streisand and Ted Danson, and these are people who mattered greatly during Bill Clinton's administration. And the Obamas have certainly had their crew. Uh, Bush did not really rely on celebrities for this, but Donald Trump's different because he is a celebrity. But if you look at the celebrities he had on The Celebrity Apprentice, people like Omarosa, who's famous for being famous and is now going to work in his administration, it's going to be celebrities that none of us, frankly, care all that much about, if if at all. Well, maybe we'll get to care about them. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's go to Jody in Scarborough. Hi, Jody. Hi, Libby. Happy New Year. Thank you. Good. Uh, yes, I did watch the program last night, and I have to say I am a firm believer that there is a place and a time for everything. And Meryl Streep's comments were not not well timed. That that was not the place for it. Uh huh. You know, criticizing him at this point in time serves very little purpose. He's there. Why not concentrate on the sadness and what's going on in America? You know, Libby, there's an old Macedonian saying, you know, if you're falling off a mountain, you'll even grab onto a rattlesnake's tail to save yourself. And I think that's what the American people had. That's all they had. They had him, and they're holding on because he was listening. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a firm believer in him. I, I don't support him or whatever, but it was just, just wrong what and, you know, and these people that say, you know, if he gets in, we're coming to Canada. I oh, say, they're not. And I say, <laughs> I say to them, I don't want you here. If there's something wrong with your country and you love your country, stay and fix it. Don't jump ship. Well, I don't think they're going to be moving here. However, uh, this is totally not related, but the New York Times named uh, Canada at the top of places, the list of places to visit in 2017, and I think that will be good for our tourism industry. Most welcome to visit, but please stay and fix America. There's Uh, a lot of anguish there. Okay. Those are my comments. Thank you, Jody. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, Paul in East York. Hello, Paul. Yes, hello. Uh, I, I want to make a comment about mainstream media. And like, why is it that um, Zoomer is covering this? Like, why is this important what some actor or actress is saying about somebody? It's just ludicrous and it's just constant. Well, why are, why are you commenting on it? I mean, we're covering it just because actually well, because people... To to I listen to your radio station and I'm looking for something a little bit different than what the Toronto Sun or National Enquirer or the Global Mail say. It's all lockstep. It's nonsense. And what people say in Hollywood, like, who cares? Well, unfortunately, a lot of people care. Um, well, that's which okay. Is, yeah, that's, that's fine. And maybe other people should just stick to other things. Maybe I'll just stop listening to Zoom or radio. Oh, don't they, do that. No different. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, we've when got the president-elect Jer- uh, comments on something, it becomes newsworthy. I, I, I agree with that, but he comments on everything, usually through Twitter. <laughs> 
I know that he has people who are trying to get him to tweet less often, but it hasn't worked so far. Uh, we've got Jerry in Burlington. Hello, Libby. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm fine, thanks. First, let me tell you, I don't like Trump. I would never vote it for him, so that is my opinion. However, I think that Meryl Streep's uh, comments yesterday were inappropriate, not the right place. Um, I, when, when they first ran the segment um, about all her, all her roles, she is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, actresses. And I was almost uh, close to tears because she really is amazing as far as an actor is concerned. But she absolutely ruined it for me by her comments because here she is awarded with the Cecil DeMille Award, and she never even said thank you for that. She basically devoted all her comments to vitriol uh, comments, you know, and who, as, as the previous uh, caller said, just because you are a celebrity, you are not an expert in politics. Um, actors should stick to acting, which they do well, but we have political commentators uh, for the political, and I think it was, she really almost ruined it for me. I, I uh, like what gives them the um, actors or people in Hollywood the the right to just because they have access to media, just just because they can speak up, whereas we cannot. Well, open they the have media. access to a to a huge exactly. audience, and so uh, yeah, what that's... gives them the right to uh, to force not to tell their opinion, but to force their opinion on us? Well, I I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and I don't know if anyone gives them the right, but they have access to this. I know. And that's the problem. Huge audience. And uh, possibly, you know, if they hear from enough people saying don't do this, maybe they'll stop. But I think it's unlikely. <laughs> it's, she was in a, uh, very, very honestly, I think very, very much of her. Like she really is an amazing actress. But uh, she... She didn't say a single word about thanking. Like, she basically devoted all her speech to a hate speech, I would say. Yeah, um, and didn't say anything positive. No. No. And Je I did not. That, that was the biggest, unfortunately, biggest surprise of the evening. And uh, it, it, ruined it, for, it ruined for me her career. Now, I, when I watch her movies, which I enjoyed very much, this will be in my mind, unfortunately. Okay, Jerry, thank okay. you for that. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Michael, um, any chance uh, these people will stop? No, especially when they're being engaged back by the president-elect. This is going to be a great day for, for all of them because, you know, Meryl Streep next weekend is going to go to a cocktail party and everyone's going to love her even more because not only is she a great actress now, she got under the skin of the president-elect. So well, that doesn't be... appear to be that difficult. <laughs> he doesn't respond to all of us, though. So uh, she'll become even more popular in her circles. And what, what, what the result is that uh, Main Street America is going to become even less attached to the cultural centers of uh, Los Angeles, Washington, and New York City, but, well, they have a president who's finally, in their mind, representing them for the first time. Yeah, but millions and millions of people watch this stuff. 
Yeah, and and half of them get really upset with it. Half of them, and I, I mean, in fairness, a great deal won't won't really care. And some of them, some of them love seeing this drama. Some of them hate it, uh, and they they vow to never watch another Meryl Streep movie again, which isn't true. Just like the folks who are going to move to Canada because they dislike Donald <laughs> Trump. So we're, we're at peak hyperbole uh, right now from all sides, and uh, that's what we should all be tired of. Okay, uh, let's go to Maria in Toronto. Hi, Maria. Libby. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy anyway, uh, we are demonizing Meryl Streep for what she says. She's American first. Actors is her profession. And she has a right to say what she said. Because, you know, obviously she was emotional because it hurt her to see somebody in power as our next president. No, no, it's not our next president. Well, not ours, <laughs> but theirs. Theirs, theirs. <clears throat> to doing things like that. I mean, come on. Why are we making demonizing Meryl Streep instead of, you know, not saying anything? Because she did uh, as an American first, and she has a right to say what she said. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, Charmaine in Scarborough. Hi, Charmaine. Hello, um, Libby, and once again, Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year to Um, you. I just wanted to make a comment on the, the previous caller who said... Actors should stick to acting. Yeah. And um, I just like to remind her that uh, Ronald Reagan became a president. He was an actor first, and uh, also the uh, governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, jumped out several different careers and became a governor. So um, that is kind of, uh, you know, it's a, it's apparently a transferable skill, though. Yes, Donald right? Trump just trashed Schwarzenegger, saying that he was a crappy replacement hope for The well, Apprentice. Well, there you go. He's going to trash everybody on Twitter. But um, nevertheless, also, Meryl Streep is very much entitled to saying what she said, and also that these people are people who are listened to, and as such, should use that power or whatever they, they want to. If the civil rights movement would not have moved forward had not a lot of people in power opened up and said, look, this is wrong and we're going to get behind this. So I think anybody in power, whether they're actors, actresses, waitresses, whatever, um, they should use that power to do what they think is right. Okay. Thank you for that, Charmaine. You're welcome, Libby. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay. Heidi in Toronto. Hi, Heidi. Hi there. I just uh, happy New Year to you all. Happy I, um, New Year. I think I think it's really important that uh, these sorts of actresses who do have the gravitas in uh, the United States and and a universal liking. I think it took a lot of courage for her to do what she did. She said it in the most eloquent way, and I really hope that as many people who have the gravitas and have the right to speak because they've proven who they are in this this universe continue with the courage to stand up, not because he's president-elect and we're supposed to just fall into place. Our, our democracies are based on the, on the idea that we have the right to say and to push back. And his behavior will continue until we all basically keep going and keep taking every single possible place that we can to fight this man back, especially as Canadians on his border. The things that are up for discussion right now, the things that he is playing with, they will affect all of us and all of our children. And what she did had courage and came from an eloquent, beautiful place 
And anybody who doesn't feel like listening to that while they're watching the, these awards has their head up their ass. I'm, I really am really upset to hear Canadians feeling like they don't feel like listening to that when everything that we are talking about is on the line. Everything from civil rights to abortion to who we are as two nations next to each other that have fought for democracy and the rights right now, everything, including journalism, is being questioned. And okay, it's time Heidi. That we stand up. Okay, Heidi. Thanks for your call. Uh, yeah, so uh, very divided on this. Some people say she absolutely had the right, good for her. Heidi even saying that she was courageous. Michael, do you think she was actually courageous to do this? Do you think you there was any risk? To, to me, to me, what's courageous is not getting up in a room of your friends and uh, fellow elites and giving a speech denouncing the common enemy. Courageous is putting your name on a ballot. So those celebrities like Ronald Reagan and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Al Franken and uh, even Donald Trump, to his credit, they they face the people, they face the electorate, they they risk rejection from their countrymen, which is something that's very very hurtful when it happens, and it's a big risk. And they earn the right to wade into the political political arena through putting their name on a ballot and receiving a mandate from the people. So I think Meryl Streep, you know, has some things to say. I think she's a great actress. And I think uh, she should uh, maybe consider running for office if that's where her uh, passions lie. That's a that's a thought we we've seen in in uh, various countries. Well, in the states, uh, actors have uh, got to the highest office, but we've seen other other people in the acting profession go into politics. And again, I guess uh, it's a different kind of theater, transferable skills. You have to be a strong performer, and uh, the woman who's tied for the most Academy Award nominations with uh, Catherine Hepburn, I believe, uh, would certainly meet that criteria. Okay, let's. Uh, people really want to weigh in on this, so let's uh, try to uh, get to all of these calls. We've got Brock in Burlington. Hi, Brock. Hi. I'd just like to uh, point out that uh, it's. I'm a. I'm a pacifist. I'm anti-war. So it's nice to have the anti-war Democrats awaken from their eight-year coma. I'm. I'm excited to see them start to speak up again against uh, foreign policy that's going and committing death and destruction in all over the world. Um, they've been silent while well, Barack Obama in the past year dropped over 46,000 bombs in seven different countries. So I welcome these voices back. Um, Donald Trump's going to have to get used to them. All right, then. So you are glad to hear her on stage. Absolutely. Okay. Well, welcome back from the coma. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we've got... Bob in Etobicoke. Hello, Bob. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Not bad. Um, my opinion is that I can understand why the American people do not just sit down and relax and see how, uh, how Trump does in the first six months of a year. Obama made all kinds of promises when he ran, and that's why he won. But he didn't deliver on them. So the way I see it is now Trump has put a lot of promises to what you would call the working class, the smaller people. The people have no money. If we didn't have the promises uh, at least coming out, maybe they'll materialize, maybe they won't. But the way I look at it, the way we're going, we would have probably seen the beginning of a civil war in the United States. And they know they've had one before because the depressed decided, hey, you're not going to tell us what to do. So <clears throat> I, I like what Trump said 
he is he he's his own person. He's not owned by anybody. Like I I watched his debates. I watched what he had to say. And for example, the Coates brothers, what are they? They're the richest people in the states. They have billions of dollars, and they had put all kinds of money. And they were upset because they could not put a billion dollar donation into the Democrat Party. They're not allowed to, and they tried to get it. They could, a billion bucks. You know, it's a little more money than most. Well, yeah, I mean... They showed up at Trump's golf course to see if they could do some sort of a deal with Trump. He had them physically removed and told never come back. He's his own man, and I appreciate that, because if he can do one half of what he says, it's got to be an improvement. Okay, Bob. Thanks okay. a lot. Thank okay, Bye-bye. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, hear from Brian in Mimico. Hi, Brian. Uh-oh. Brian, do you have, is your radio on? You have to turn it down. No, I don't. Uh, you know, I remember when they uh, asked Donald Trump if he was going to allow for a smooth transition to the White House if Hillary won. He said, well, I'll let you know. Oh, and they were a great, horrible riot about that. And now that he's won, they're turning around and doing the same thing on steroids. It's just ridiculous. I always wonder what makes Hollywood celebrities think we're interested in their opinion. Hollywood is not exactly a bastion of reality, after all. So why would you really care about what they have to say? But they love to grandstand. Give you lectures and make it like they know everything, and basically they don't. And that's the end of that one. Okay, thank you, Brian. Okay, yeah, that was a very uh, noisy call. Sorry, uh, uh, you know, that technically that didn't sound too good. Uh, we're going to have to go in a moment, but before we do, Michael, what do you make of all this? People, you know, I would you say that people are half and half on this? You, judging by our callers and judging by uh, what we've seen on Twitter and in the media, absolutely, there's, there's those who think that it's not only the right of these celebrities, but often an obligation because of the platform they have because of the tickets we buy to see them in theaters for them to speak their mind. And then there's the others who want to see them act and never hear their opinions. And, you know, who, who are we to say who's right? We're all entitled to our own opinion here. I, I, I think uh, Meryl Streep, again, great actress. Uh, I don't particularly care what she has to say about Donald Trump, even though I agree with her. But the most important thing here is it would be very nice to see the president-elect, one, stop taking the bait, two, stop lying. It's undeniable that he mocked that reporter. He should move on, not take the Debate, uh, debate, and stop pretending that he didn't do something. Yeah, like he, or he should yeah. at least lie with lies that he can get away with. Precisely. I mean, that's kind of silly. A lesson from the Clintons. Okay, Michael Diamond, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.